I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey friends, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 107, and today we're going to talk about my personal mission statement and some tips I'm going to give you on how I got there this week. I feel like I'd done a little bit of brainstorming and thinking, and this week because I had this podcast scheduled, it was my goal to get something a little more permanent down and it was really good to just kind of get it done. And I think sometimes it can be hard because you feel like there's like all this pressure. But just getting it out, even just getting a draft out or a couple drafts, just remember like it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just like the beginning. So I wanted you to just today, if you haven't done it already, to really think about your mission statement. And I thought this was going to be like the last episode regarding all the habits. And then I've been thinking, what am I going to even talk about anymore? (laughs) But there is another book called The Eighth Habit. And It is called like from effectiveness to greatness. So I'm going to take this week to like read it and probably going to have that next week, depending on how fast I am or if I'm able to read through it and get it all succinctly figured out in a week. If not, we'll have something next week. I have, I have a little bit of a schedule idea, but I feel like This has been so good and so helpful, and I hope it has been for you to really take it in slowly, take it a week at a time, think about a habit, try it. I mean, I have to just say, especially with the listening thing, gosh, it has helped so much with my kids. I notice just like if I notice someone getting kind of emotional, then I know I need to like put on my empathic listening and just like rephrase and make a guess at how they're feeling. And it really does like help. It's crazy. So it's kind of awesome. All right. So to kind of get myself started this week, I decided, oh, why don't I just reread the Habit 2 chapter? So I was doing that and that actually was really good because... At the very beginning of that chapter, it asks you to reflect on what you'd want people to say at your funeral. And I don't know if you guys actually stopped reading and did that, but because I was trying to like really think about my mission statement, I did. I like thought about what would I want people to say and I wrote it down. 
And I noticed that most of the things I wanted people to say was that like I was a person who like cared for other people that I, I don't know, that I reached out, that I tried. (laughs) So I, I thought about that and how I wanted to incorporate that into my mission statement. I noticed like things I wanted people to say wasn't like I wanted people to think I was famous or glamorous that like my kids would love me and were grateful for the things that I helped them with or our relationship, that I wouldn't be estranged from any of them or that like with my siblings or so all of that really helps you think like, okay, how are my relationships? Because in reality, like that is ultimately what Stephen Covey is trying to teach you how to do is to make better relationships. So you start with your private victories and move into your public victories, right? Part of this is figuring out like what you really want out of your life and deciding it for yourself and not having people tell you that. And that I think really is the key to like this process is you may be doing a lot of things that you would do anyway, but you've kind of like made that decision yourself. So I had done a brainstorm probably a couple months ago and wrote a lot of things down. And um, so I did that again. The first time I did it on my computer and this time I wrote it. And I've heard that like there's something about connecting like with writing like on a piece of paper with a pen than typing. And I don't know how much of that is true, but I just got a lot of things out like I I did paragraphs and I thought about some words that I would really want to make sure I included. And then I thought about my different roles in my life and how that would work in. And so I just kind of kept writing and writing and tried not to like critique or judge myself too much. And so I just kept doing that. And then I kind of went back to my previous brainstorm and there was a lot of the same things. And so I basically... For me, came up with kind of like a one page, I guess I'd call it little constitution for me. So I have like an opening paragraph or like three sentences that would, I guess, basically be my mission statement. And then I have a couple like clarifying paragraphs in regards to each of my roles that I just like thought would be more helpful for me personally. So, but like I said, there's no real right or wrong way to write a mission statement because in the chapter, there's lots of different examples and obviously there's lots of different ways that you want to choose to live your life. The one thing I really liked, which was again at the end of each of my chapters in the version of the book I have, which is the 30th anniversary edition and it has the little like tips with Sean Covey. And at the beginning of my like seven habits podcast, I wasn't using this book. And so it's kind of been fun to go back and read the end because Sean Covey had a lot of stories and suggestions, um, which also helped as I was kind of going through the process of making my mission statement. And one story he shared was that he went to a I guess his 20th reunion from Harvard Business School and Clayton Christensen was the commencement speaker and he is one of, he called him one of the greatest management thinkers of our time. 
And I think I've read, he's written a couple books, but I think one of them I read was basically about what he was talking about here. And he was basically telling them not to blow it. He was sharing how many of his classmates were like living very unhappy lives. They were estranged from their kids or in jail because they had committed fraud or they were just completely unfulfilled. Clayton said they did not think carefully about what mattered most and they repeatedly made some compromising decisions over a long period of time and found themselves where they didn't want to be. As Stephen Covey would say, they climbed the ladder but found it was on the wrong wall. Then Clayton Christensen shared when he was first like working in a firm after he graduated from Harvard Business School, he was asked to work on Sundays. And he told them he couldn't because he reserved that day for his faith. And then he said, well, what about Saturdays? I'll rearrange everything and can you come in on Saturdays? And he said, actually, my wife and I have decided that Saturdays are for our families. And so in the end, the guy was like, well, do you work on Fridays? And he's like, yeah, I work on Fridays. So the end of the speech that this is sort of, I mean, obviously not super confusing, but that Sean Covey is writing about Clayton Christensen's speech and Clayton Christensen says, decide what you stand for and then stand for it all the time. He said like, it's way easier to keep your standards 100% of the time instead of like 98% of the time. I just think that is what habit two really is all about is helping you really get to the place where you decide what you stand for and then stand for all the time. You're looking at your mission statement every day or every week. I think it's pretty much every day. It's part of that plan. When you're planning your week, you know, you're able to look at it every day. And how am I weak? Do I incorporate all the things that I really believe I want to stand for? The other thing I also like that Sean Covey shared was that he didn't give the exact wording of his dad's mission statement of Stephen Covey's mission statement, but he said, It was basically the gist of unlocking human potential and flooding the world with principle-centered leadership. And then Sean also asked his dad once what leadership meant to him. And he said, leadership is communicating to another their worth and potential so clearly that they are inspired to see it in themselves. And I agree. I think that what is pretty much what... Stephen Covey has tried to accomplish or did accomplish trying to flood the world with these seven habits and help teach people about living with correct principles. So at the end of the chapter, Sean Covey, as well as like, you know, Stephen Covey gives suggestions, but Sean Covey adds a few more, which I'm going to share because I think if you're having a hard time getting to figuring out your mission statement or feeling overwhelmed by it or you don't know where to start, he had a couple suggestions. So he said you could just do like a free write and just like start writing, which I think is really helpful. Just like start writing. I think something that was really helpful for me is to start and think about principles that you've already started living your life by. Or um, things that you've already done that you feel like you're really good at standing by. Like those types of things. And I'm going to share one of those principles in just a little bit. But I'm going to go over some of these tips. Okay. So just do like a free write. 
And then he said, or you can like plan a retreat for yourself where you're going to spend a day or an overnight, you know, in a place that you can be inspired by and take time to write your retreat. Um, And then he had some questions. So that could maybe like get you started. So he said, a list of questions. He says, think of a person who has made a positive difference in your life. What qualities does that person have that you would like to develop? Or, describe a time when you were deeply inspired. Or, if you placed an I-beam across the Grand Canyon, for what and for whom would you be willing to cross? Another prompt, if you could spend one day in a great library studying anything you wanted, what would it be? Another prompt, what 10 things do you absolutely, positively love to do? And then the last one, think of something that represents you, an animal, a song, a car, a place. How does it uniquely represent you? He even um, said, you know, Sean Covey, he was the one that wrote Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens. And so he's worked with a lot of teens who have been writing their own mission statements. And he said a lot of teens do pictures and vision boards. And if that's the way you want to think about your mission statement, he said, do that. The other thing I think is really important is, again, to not think so much about, oh my gosh, this has got such big magnitude for my life. Like, I've got to get it right. And if I don't, like, I'm going to be up the wrong wall. But I think you can think about it, you know, this is my mission statement for the next month or even for the next week. Not that it's going to change a ton, but it will maybe like you'll find a new word that will fit better than another word, but that it can slowly get better and better and not feel like it has to be perfect. And again, like I think just think about things that you've really chosen to stand for all of your life and that's like a really easy way to start. So one of those things for me was striving to being honest And I just remember having an epiphany. Um, I think it was, I was working with my husband and we were apartment managers. And I think Luke was maybe a year old or just around that age. And so I was, you know, in charge of, I would help clean hallways and clean up apartments. And then at one point I started working in the office and I can't remember which role I was playing, but I just remember like having to talk with a tenant and kind of making an excuse for something that didn't happen. And I felt like it was kind of a lie. And I was just kind of thinking, like, why didn't I just tell them the truth? Like, what was I afraid of? And I think I just had that, like, why am I wasting my time making excuses or like saying untruths and not that I was like lying all the time but I feel like I just came to the point where I was like I'm gonna try to tell the truth no matter what it's funny like I think it's very freeing when you don't have to worry about oh what did I say to that person and you can be obviously kind about it or even sometimes my kids want me to like get them out of school and if we don't have a good excuse I just say I'm just taking my kids out of school because they're tired They're like, mom, just say you have an appointment. I'm like, I'm not going to say you have an appointment because you don't. And just trying to be 
as honest as you can. Obviously, I'm not perfect and I'll mess up sometimes, but in general, I really try to be an honest person. (laughs) And so that's one of those principles that I wanted to make sure I included in my mission statement. Um, I noticed that like even in movies, and gosh, most movies have this, the premise of someone is lying to someone. And the one movie that really stands out to me that makes me really uncomfortable, it's just so funny. It's um, Camp Rock, which is hilarious because it's like this Disney movie about this girl who goes to a, a camp. It's called Camp Rock. And it's this like summer camp that, you know, teaches you how to be like a rock star. And she is sort of like she goes with her mom and her mom's the cook. And I think that's why she's able to get in. But she like lies about who her mom is because there's a lot of famous people there. And I'm like, oh, I hate this one because she's lying the whole time and da 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 da. And you see how at the end it all blows up in her face. And and I'm sure there's like so many movies with that premise You know, you start with the lie thinking it's going to be fine and then it all just like blows up in your face. So just that's just one of my principles that I've when I just had like this moment and it's funny because it's not like I had something really blow up on me like I was telling a big lie and like weaving this web or something. But it was almost like I was telling something I was making an excuse for something that wasn't true. And I was like, what was the point of even doing that? Like, there wasn't even a point. So for my mission statement, I have like a personal paragraph. It's kind of three sentences. And then I have like additional paragraphs. And I can't remember if I already told you that. (laughs) But the other thing that also helped me as I was crafting this was I started writing and circling. So I noticed words that I repeated frequently And then I wanted to have also some key words that I like remembered every day as like a reminder for me. Because if I'm going to remember this every day, then, you know, what are some key things that I want to make sure that sticks out? So I'm going to share with you my first paragraph. And then remember, everybody's is going to be different. So I was trying to decide if I was going to share mine or not, but I'm going to just share the first three sentences. And again, it's sort of a work in progress and I'm not sure if I like all of the wording of it, but here it is. So I am a beloved daughter of powerful heavenly parents who lives in an abundant world. I strive to be centered on Jesus Christ and to live by true principles As I continue to understand my value, I will teach my children and friends to do the same. So that is my basic mission statement so far as of today. A few of my key words that I wanted to make sure I remembered each day was like beloved, powerful, and abundant. And obviously, I always want to remember that like I am a daughter of heavenly parents and that Like I want to be centered on Jesus Christ and then living by true principles. So later in like my personal paragraph, I have listed all the principles that I want to live by. So I have like specific things that I'm striving for. And I just felt like that felt better to me. Like I have specific things about me and then with my husband and then with my kids. 
with my like extended family, community, and church. And I just felt like it, I obviously all of that can fit into that. But sometimes if there was like something hard for me to decide about or to figure out what to do, I don't know if my mission statement was clear enough. And so I wanted a couple clarifying paragraphs, like if I was struggling to make a decision about something, because it's been really interesting. So I will share just one thing that has been a struggle for both Nate and I the past couple months. So Nate has been coaching high school, the girls high school soccer team. And he started doing that four years ago or five years ago, I guess. Izzy's was, I think, a junior in high school at the time. And the previous soccer coach got like a job offer at a different school to teach and I guess to coach there. So she took this job, which ended up being okay because we really didn't like the coach and we're actually going to maybe have her not even play soccer anymore because she we just really didn't like the way she coached so we just were like what if you just coached like Izzy for the next two years and just help her have this really good experience with soccer at the high school so he applied for the job and he got the job and it was like it was busy he's already really busy but it was before he got I think it was just before he got made a stake president so we were all, we're pretty busy with all our kids, but that, you know, was still pretty busy. So after Izzy graduated, um, I think, you know, that was right when COVID hit. And I think that next fall, he just was like, oh, I'll just keep coaching. And then Sophie wanted to play her freshman year. So last year, but he had requested the year before, right after the season, he's like, if you can find someone else, it would really be helpful for our family if... I could not coach because it's a lot. It's like one of our values is like our family and making sure we have time for each other. But then also one of our values is trying to help in our community. And, you know, that that conflict and balance of like, it was a lot of stress on me in the fall because, you know, he just was coaching and then would have games. And so I was just like, in the afternoon, I was just always in charge of whatever was going on. So anyway, they got someone else to coach the girls team, but he's both the coach for the boys team and the girls team. And it's been really hard because the girls haven't liked the coach and they've been reaching out to Nate and he's been having a hard time because the team is doing very bad. And there are a lot of girls who have left the team and he's just struggling to like, okay, well, I felt this was actually a really good step for our family, but now I see that is been tough on the girls' soccer team because of what the school, how the school chose to do their coaching. Anyway, it's been a struggle like to figure out how to like navigate through that, you know, because we have those, both of those two values. And so I think that's why sometimes having these clarifying paragraphs and trying to understand, like, I think it's obviously going to be okay and maybe we can somehow help in some other way. And I'm going to try to do a few things to make sure that the girls like are taken care of. But like, it's just, it's just been this really hard kind of like balance, like hard thing to figure out. So I think there are things that come up that kind of like, can challenge like I stand for both of those things but what kind of matters more and obviously 
family is more important, time with family, because it's not like we're not doing anything for our community. And we just felt like that there was just different things that Nate could do because he's still like helping with our local youth soccer league. And anyway, it's, but it's been hard because it, it hasn't worked out or we feel like the school kind of dropped the ball and they should have a separate coach for the girls. And they have usually had that over the years. So anyway, it's just an interesting thing, like figuring out what you stand for and then trying to figure out how that translates in your life. And sometimes it doesn't all work out and it's a little bit messy. But I think it's just so important to put that all in place and to just take the time to really think about it and decide for yourself. Because I like what Stephen Covey says is he's making sure that we're choosing our own script. We're writing it. We're going to write it down. Okay, so there are a couple of resources that um, I think I've mentioned before. Well, one I've mentioned before, I think, but I'm going to mention it again. But on franklincovey.com, they have a mission statement builder. And I'll have a link to that in the description where like on the podcast and at the very end, if you scroll down, you'll find a link for that. And then I'll, um, my sister sent me this link or a notice for BYU's continuing education program, offering a Habits for Life Seven Habits course. I think it's $379 and I think it starts like this week. So it's like a Thursday night class and it's a live like online class. So you have a live instructor. So it's not just like, a recorded course and then you have I guess the opportunity to, to do like certification so I am not sure if I'm going to take the class um, but I just wanted to let you guys know about it just the timing of it is not the best for me so if you haven't started your mission statement just go and do it take a minute what's your mission statement for this week and then keep working at it and change a word or two as you go on. And Sean Covey mentioned that he's had like 20 versions of his. And I think that's all good. I think your mission statement needs to grow and evolve, but also have some core things that are always going to stay. Yeah. And one thing I forgot to point out, I I meant to say how much I love the word strive because I say that a lot in a few of my statements, but I just like it how it's like, I'm not perfect, but I'm working doing this thing. Like it gives me some grace, I guess I would say. So go and write your mission statement. Ready, set, go. All right. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today, guys, and have a great week. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 